Hello everyone and thank you for joining myself and the gang for the first official episode one of The Zero Plane. Our equipment is slightly better, but our roles are crap. Sorry, foreshadowing. A few things. I, the perfect GM of one session thus far, made a few mistakes with rules about Starfinder. But nothing game-breaking. So for the number-crunching army listening to this podcast, I apologize. For the rest of us, I hope you enjoy today's continuation of this absurd and wacky world. So, without further interruption... In this episode, our heroes discover something obsequious and nefarious. Then take some time to listen to the news. So, where we left off last time, I know we kind of went a little bit uh, crazy. Um, before we really get into this, um, we forgot to record who we are. Um, so, we'll start with Ross, and then Austin, and then Andrew. We pretty much said our names, but we didn't tell people what we looked like, aside from Android, Frog, and Vesk. Starting with Ross, let's... Uh, say who you are and what you are um so i am ghoul slash his real name is ghoul then one and he is a cripply so he's like a frog man he's like two feet tall he's like a black and yellow frog um in like a space suit you know, like a little jumpsuit or whatever um or kind of like rocks kind of like basically operative or mercenary kind of clothes whatever kind of vests and stuff and uh he is unlike other gripplies a lot of gripplies are very even in starfinder far more like mystical and tribal he's a little bit of like i wouldn't say like an atheist but like <laughs> He's like he's uh, he's been exposed to the greater world, and he's kind of been trying to make him his way as a bounty hunter, um, and that's pretty much my guy's motivations for things is to either increase his reputation as a bounty hunter or his, uh, you know, uh, or grow the business in some meaningful way. Mercenary kind of bounty hunter emphasis on the bounty hunter, I guess. Um, and he finds it a, a challenge since he's two feet tall. And so I imagine like he's rocking a recoil rifle that is almost as longer than he is. Yeah, I like the idea of a, a frog sniper. All right. That was uh, Golden One, who goes by Gol. Now let's do Austin, your guy. Okay, everybody. My name is Elgar. I'm a Vesk. Um, homeworld is Vesk Prime, however, kind of similar to Ross's character. I don't quite fit in with the rest of my people. Um, Vesks are quite militaristic and combative. Um, but Elgar, that's not his, his first inclination. He definitely enjoys learning a little bit more than fighting. He likes researching and kind of his scholarly endeavors. So in a sense, he's a, a wandering Vesk scholar, um, kind of a, a voluntary outcast from his home world. 
But with that being said, he still is a Vesk, so he can pack a punch, which is why he's kind of a tank and definitely more more apt and primed for hand-to-hand -hand combat. So basically, like, he's got a temper, so if he's not really kind of feeling it, he'll he'll use his muscle, but it's not his first kind of, like, innate inclination. But in his wanderings, his kind of scholarly wanderings, he found the Solarians and really started to jive with their philosophy of the duality, the life and death of stars in the universe and how they are kind of a controlling force of things. So that really that really piques his interest. So he's found his way to Panquake and he's got a little apartment there where he kind of uses as his research, his little hub of research. But he's kind of finding meaning in the universe right now, meaning in the world around him. Doesn't quite have a mission in mind or anything in particular. He's just trying to figure out what's going on in this crazy messed up universe called the Zero Plane. And yeah, he definitely enjoys camaraderie, but kind of at first he can be kind of blunt and rude, but he's definitely a seven foot tall Vesk who can seem a little intimidating, I guess, at first. And as far as sort of like gear or special, special thing about him, um, part of his theme knowledge being a scholar is that he has like a very specific like skill set or expertise. And I kind of, I thought it would be neat to have his expertise be like biomechanics so he can really study kind of the quantum world because there's a lot of similarities between just quantum chaos and kind of order and entropy as well as like the massive like solar universal chaos. So he, he's really interested in the micro world. And because of that, he's got a pretty sick biomechanical monocle that <laughs> really allows him to, it's like a microscope slash like viewing device that he uses to conduct research on like different materials. So it helps him kind of understand how things are made and maybe what their properties are, weaknesses. So he can kind of, analyze stuff up close and really get some extra insight into what's going on with something if he's working with it or or encountering it so how does that sound it sounds cool very nice andrew tell us what you got uh i'm gusty adams i'm an android that grew up in a barn somewhere over the horizon as far as i know i'm pretty much a couple of years old though possibly older uh, I made a friend a while back named Scratch, who taught me how to whistle and gave me a guitar, uh, and then he was eaten by a demon, I think. Uh, so I wandered around after that, drove a bus for a while, got fired, drove a taxi, got bored, and then I went back to the bus station. Um, mostly uh, kind of compelled by the sort of underlying need to find Scratch again. Uh, but barring that, you know, just sort of a generally helpful person who's kind of quick to let someone be his friend because he's, you know, at heart a lonely android. And that's most of it. Andrew, I really tried hard not to laugh when you were talking. I didn't want to interrupt. No, you can laugh. I can take it. Oh, I, oh, I no doubt you can take it. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross, everything all right? 
Yeah, sorry, my my headphones were dying. I was plugging them in, and then oh. <laughs> I realized they weren't plugged in all the way. So anyway, okay, now let's get to the action. Okay, so there's like a bloody bathroom and shit. That's the last thing I remember. Playing oh, <laughs> a game, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> The game is test your microphone. It's called sound check. <laughs> and that's a wrap, guys. Let's ship. This sounds like an Atari game. Okay, last time, some bald guy exploded in a bathroom. There's weird smiley face. Sharon S. was explaining to, to Gripley, no, not that your species, to Goal, that it was all about, like, people go in there and they explode and that's on them. Um, so then she starts cleaning it up. Everyone make a perception roll. I did it. And if you could, when you guys roll, just go ahead and shout out what you got, uh, just so that people can hear numbers. I got a 14. Yeah. I got a dirty 20. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I got a seven. So is your, like, your special eye, Austin, like, give you perception bonus or something? <laughs> Um, no, I haven't actually added that to my sheet yet, but that's a good idea. Yeah, we can work on the specifics <laughs> later uh, for all three of you. Yeah. Or... I looked at that video you sent me, Bo, and I'm sorry for a tangent about the frog that, like, oh. can, <laughs> is, is, like Wolverine. That, like, yeah. basically can have, like, the. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Can I just be Wolverine frog? Like, grow little spikes out yeah. of my. So that would just give you a. So the frog is actually called the hairy frog, but people call it the Wolverine frog. And it breaks its bones and pops little bone claws out of its skin so it can claw enemies. But, yeah, no, like it will regenerate them and, like, it's creepy. It exists. Yeah. The nightmare is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, we can work on that. If it comes into play, we'll, um, it's essentially like the Vesk's claw attack, but for a little frog. Sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, so anyway. I just, just realized I forgot to tell you my special item is a guitar scratch gave me that, that is a little bit out of tune and missing a string. <laughs> nice. Man, I am loving the additional... Uh, aesthetics of Andrew speaking. It's very, very, very poppy. It's like it makes LED, me think... It's like, it's, like, it's like an LED TV is talking to me or something. All right. Wait, so do you have that guitar just like on your person? I mean, I'm carrying it in the case. Yeah, okay. So like, you, but you've always got it with you. Yeah. Do you have a poncho? I hope you have a poncho. No, no. Austin or... Oh, he's got a no, pine show. I was trying real hard to get a shirt, like a cool shirt last time, and I got a fish thrown at me instead. No, Gusty Adams has a meat shirt that he put on, and it's smelly. And then Elgar has a poncho no. from a very no, no, no. angry map. No? It's a meaty pancho. Oh, <laughs> if, you, if you look in the box, I just showed you what my meaty pancho does. Yes, it's a meaty I... pancho. <laughs> because I misspelled it when I put it in for him, so it's a pancho. <laughs> but it's made out of like sailcloth, whatever the canopy of the vendor was. He just ripped it down and threw it at me, so I took it. Hey, that was Borcat the meat bat, and he had—he's still having a bat. This is still the same day. All right. Anyway, uh, perception rolls, Austin. <laughs> 
you see Sharon S as she's mopping up this this blood and it's just it's really a bad mess. She's not doing the best job. But you start mm. to see the blood slowly pool up behind her and it's starting to mound into something. What do you do? And she's not facing it? Nope. She's facing towards you guys and it's starting to pool up behind her between her and the sink. Um, Elgar gets up and sort of like, not bolts over, but like with a purpose, like walks over to investigate it closer. Sharon S sees you. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, maybe that that's where I'll leave it. He's walking towards Sharon S. All right. Uh, Sharon S sees you. She's like, oh, hi, how can I help? I'm just mopping up this blood. It's getting pretty easy. I'm not really doing much. Please stand back. There's something behind you. Oh, come on. There's nothing. And she turns around. She goes, oh, good heavens. And then she runs towards an outside and she goes back to her little uh, corner for all of the the treats. She's like, that never happens when everyone ever exploded before. That's completely new and gross. So the mound itself keeps getting bigger and bigger and it's moving of its own accord. What do you do? Elgar slams the door shut to the bathroom. Oh, geez. All right. Do I do a check for that? Door check? No, you that's that's you're in you interacted with something. Uh okay. usually it's just like a standard action, but we're not in any kind of combat right now, so it doesn't really matter. Kind of a little in shock. Elgar turns around and walks quickly to he walks over to, to wherever Ghoul is sitting and he's like, Ghoul, we have a problem. I'm like perched on the headrest, right? Of like the bus thing. Like like I look down at him. What's the problem? I don't really know, but I think it's about to be a problem. And when you say that, you kind of hear a heavy thump. That sounds like a problem. Sharon S. Actually, she kind of walks down over by the stairs, and she's just like, "All right, uh, I know it's my job, uh, because I'm Sharon S. and I'm the stewardess, but I don't want to go near that. I I need someone, a gold star, to whoever opens that door." Sharon S. Answer me this: Who is driving this bus, and can they stop it? Oh, it's Gus the bus driver. Gus the bus driver, goddamn. Is he on this floor? <laughs> no, he's on the top floor where the where the bus driver's seat is. Well, go. Go now and get him to stop this bus. You know what? That's a really goddamn good idea. And she goes up. Is this like a wasteland? Maybe it's a bad idea to stop the bus. <laughs> well, the bus is still going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now you hear, because before you heard a thud, now you hear not quite fists, but something similar trying to get through the door now, but it's being very slow. Do um, so we have like a way we could set like a trap for this thing? Fuck. Like, um, my instinct is like to go like get behind some cover here. Uh, you could take cover and ready an action for whatever comes out. You're small, so because you're two feet tall, you get yeah. more cover better. Fuck yeah, like, I go under the seats. <laughs> All right, I, I want to, like, move up there where I move to the seat in front of me, diving under it, and getting into, like, a good <laughs> prone, like, sniper's position on the door or whatever. What do I roll? You've or? got, uh, no, you just, you just have it. You don't need to roll anything. Okay, cool. Uh, you could roll a stealth check. Okay, sure. Now, if you don't move, 
If you if you've got cover and you don't move, you actually if, like you don't move, you don't shoot or nothing uh, or anything. You can hide behind something and you gain plus forty to your stealth roll if you okay. do not move and you're just hiding. And because you're so small, this uh, seat that you're in or underneath gives you cover. Okay, well, and I also, since I'm a ghost, I get a plus four when I do a trick attack uh, with a stealth check, whatever. So the trick attack is just your own personal stealth. The Mm -hmm. plus 40 comes in when you do not move, you don't engage, but you are solely hiding. Yeah, okay. I want to, like, just stealth it out. I'll roll my stealth. I rolled a 16. Plus 40 is a 56. That's how that works. I'd like to do a perception check on Boots Rutherford, since he's like almost in front of that door that's about to maybe bust down. The thumps are getting louder, and now it sounds like they're metallic as they get stronger and stronger. Uh, 13, real quick. 13 is enough for you to know Boots is breathing. He's alive, but he's still in a puddle of his own mess where he fell into the bus. Gotcha. Elgar would like to drag Boots out of the way, maybe like over here. All right. Because even though he, he gets creeped out by Boots, he doesn't want him to die. Boots isn't very big, but but still, uh, give me a strength check, uh, DC 15, because he's gross and slippery. Well, you... <laughs> Five doesn't get it. Remember, um, say what you guys roll <laughs> out loud, so it's the oh, more audio medium. So got got a five strength. Not my greatest moment. <laughs> so pretty much you tr- you grab poor Boots, but because he's so wet with sick, he you kind of are busy trying to grab him, but he's too slippery. So that's where you are. Oh, dear. I, I hate to ask this, Elgar, but would you like a hand with that? Uh, yes, please. Gross. When you ask that, the shaking of the door is getting extreme. Oh shit! So, right. I was, I yeah. was going to ask, does it look like the like the door can take much more? Like, does it look like a sturdy door? The door is made out of the same material of this bus that travels all across this insane desert full of giant death monsters. So yes, it is sturdy, but it's not impenetrable. Okay, let's. Let's try to move the weird one over here, and I'm going to see if I can wedge that door shut or something. Yeah. So the strength is a still a, a DC 15, but uh, Austin can roll to assist uh, and give you a plus two on your roll. Oh, I mean... I, How much okay. of a dick would he be if he's like, no... <laughs> I don't want to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still butthurt. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Tell me what you guys rolled. Well, well, that's a one there, Bowen. I got an eight. He's just so, so... damn slippery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... This is a, a Benny Hill sketch where we just flip around and goo. So Gusty tries to help on a strength check, but because he rolled a one, he slips in the sick, and now you are also prone. 
is this all from me like touching him like last time oh there, it's no. it's from the blood it's from his own vomit right. it's from you touching him right. it's, it's, it's it was a <laughs> it was a build-up of many things i feel like i, so, just, share, I just blast boots <laughs> i feel like he's a menace <laughs> no all right so <laughs> now so gruff hoof in the back is a bit uneasy because of all the thumps. Robotron is unfazed, uh, maybe because he's a robot. We're not quite sure. Uh, the guy sleeping hasn't woken up yet, but Brian and Brian Rietta, they kind of go to the very, very back here. Um, the mannequin, again, unfazed. As the last few moments of Gusty Adams falling down happen, the door flies open and out jumps... Ooh. A giant blood wolf. It has razors for teeth that go from bone straight into steel sharp razors. Its eyes, it's just two empty sockets dripping. And its mouth is just nothing but teeth and malice. This wolf is dripping blood everywhere. And it's looking... Did it just burst through the door right where I'm lying prone. So it burst open right in front of uh, Elgar. You kind of fell down diagonally. Um, ah. So I, 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 I assume I sh I'm blasting it right now. I'm Sniper Man. I'm ready to shoot this thing in the head. Ideally. Yeah. Um, you hid. Uh, but So it burst through. Now everybody roll initiatives. This thing is horrifying. 11.02. I got 15. <laughs> got 12.03. And I'm going to say the decimals because I'm a robot. <laughs> oh, man, it goes last. All right. Top of the order. Goal, what do you do? So how this is where I use my trick shot thing. Where, like, I want to, like, I want to put yeah, as so much you're... in... Like, so I might prime the go. Do I just shoot or like, what's my... So you're hiding right now. You are an absolute stealth. Actually, I don't think anyone mm. knows you're there. Yes, I don't care about revealing my position afterwards. I just want to like go for a headshot as much stacked on my stealth and whatever. This is this is my element. <laughs> please, please, sniper, do something here. In that case, uh, you can still use your rifle uh, because you're still yeah. within its uh, first increment. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and attack. Hit a coil rifle here. Coil rifle. Oh, well, well, you don't hit him. No. Okay, yeah. so you shoot and okay. you miss. All right. Next in order nice doggy. is. <laughs> don't kill me. Gusty. Oh, the prep work. Shit. <laughs> my guy's gonna be standing for like rolling from the dark towers. I'm like my father frowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you have to do it in character. My father frowns on me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Gut Gusty. So I'm I'm in kind of an awkward position here because I'm guessing this thing doesn't have much in the way of an intelligence score, or it doesn't look that way to me. It has a brain. It has bald person's brain. Okay. Uh, while I'm still prone, then I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and take a swing at this and attempt a clever feint. Ooh, what does that do? Uh, make sure I've got this right. So basically, I, I fake it out to make it flat-footed, so I roll a bluff, and if it, um, if it oh. succeeds, it's flat-footed to all of my allies. 
Yes, roll that. Yeah, if it uh, happens, I'll put the flat-footed on him. You got the flat-footed. Cool, that's a nine on my bluff. And his... Oh, well, this dog doesn't have anything in sense motive. Nope, you do it. It works. You you made it flat-footed. My, my bluff is that I told it it's, it's got um, ants on its paws. For a moment, its empty eye sockets kind of pivot down like it thought there might be something on its paws, and then it snaps back to Elgar. Okay, can um, I use a move to get back up, or is that just what I can do with my turn? Uh, what kind of action was the one you just did? I think you can move and do that. Uh, oh, it says it's a standard action, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try and get up from being prone. Very good. So now, everybody, that animal is flat-footed, it's easier to hit with um, attacks. Here we go. Elgar, you're next. Excellent. Elgar noticing it's it's glanced down at its paws because it thinks there's ants there. And as it looks back up, he goes, oh, here goes nothing. And he just rears back and just like wallops the thing in the face. Just full action, unarmed strike. Just punches it. You're not using your Vesk attack? Um, no, because I didn't want to, I wanted a full, full attack. Okay. You don't want to use your laser? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not telling wanna, you. It costs, it costs a move action to activate it. And I really just want to <laughs> fucking punch this thing in the face. All full right. On so, punch. full on. So, no, that's fair. <laughs> if, I, I didn't know that's how that mechanic worked, so that, by all means, mm. punch that wolf in the face with, with your hands. Get two attacks. Oh! That's a very good attack. Now here's Austin's opening move. <laughs> <laughs> your first attack totally hits. Oh, man, that's a good attack. Uh, you hit for 11, and it it goes through, but you do six damage. Oh, Ow. <laughs> Okay, it really was not happy about that. You punch it in the eye socket, and the eye socket gets really big, so now it looks like the uh, face, <laughs> like emoji. Nice. Glad you can punch it, because I can't hit the broadside of a barn, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf looks at you, because now it's the wolf's turn. It is very upset. The wolf opens its mouth even wider and lunges in to bite you. Oof. He hits you. For nine damage. Eesh. Okay. So do I chance to like defend myself, or is that just like no? I can't that's do well, that. so he rolled a nineteen to hit, and I know that very much hits you. Gotcha. All very painful. This is a very mean dog, and now the dog jumps over to Robotron. When the dog leaves your uh, base contact, you have an, you can um, punch him again. Attack of opportunity. Yes, attack of opportunity. I'm going to attack. Punch. We we call them AOPs. That does not not land. Meh. Okay, so you miss. All right, uh, back to the top of the order. We've got goal. I'm just going to keep the same initiative. Sure. Um, I, so can I, I can, can I like use my powerful frog legs to spring away and get some distance and take advantage. I have the sniper rifle. Like, so because he's in base up. contact, if you were to leave, he'd get an attack of opportunity on you because you, you didn't mm. hide again. You could do a five step. Um, 
just uh, move five okay. feet away. It's called a guarded step, I think, and then shoot him. Okay, let's do that. Is that like one square? Yes. Right? And you see enough of him to where the he doesn't get cover. Sure. All right, you just roll my, my attack. Roll your attack. You can only roll uh, a standard attack, not a full attack. Six is not going to hit. Damn. This guy. Someday we might roll above a ten in this game. Uh, that's your turn. Uh, unless you want to say something. I'm cursed. <laughs> I don't deserve a sniper rifle. <laughs> What's your cat- catchphrase, John Ross? <laughs> I you gotta get out of here. <laughs> what would you say? My father is disappointed or something? <laughs> I, have dis- I have dishonored my family. I don't know. Something along those lines. I, what what, what, what uh, frogs, like, what would be a fro- frog colony? What's like, what's a, like, what's a bunch of frogs? Like, I have marred the frog? colony. <laughs> a brood of frogs? Brood I have just saw- a pad of frogs. I bet it's a pad. Uh, yeah, I like that one. I've dishonored the pad, <laughs> and I, this, I blink a froggy tear. <laughs> oh no! Get this: it's an army of frogs. That's no exciting. Yeah. Yes, I have, I have failed the army. All right, let's keep it moving. We have a lot more to I do. do. I'm gonna quote Buster Bluth so much now. Like I do this for. <laughs> I'm going to army, mother. <laughs> All right, next, <laughs> Gusty, and real quick. Uh, for the your your debuff, how long does that last for? Let me double check that. Oh, uh, till the either the start or the end of my next turn. Uh, Pretty sure it's the end. It's usually the end of your next turn, so that you get the buff that the debuff that yeah. you gave it. Yeah, you're right. It's the end of my next turn. Otherwise, that'd be um, stupid. All right, I'm gonna draw my pistol. Uh, I'm gonna pat the frog on the shoulder and say we're all cursed and then i'm gonna shoot the wolf <laughs> damn that's awesome there we go well that's a set jesus <laughs> yes <laughs> in fact you demonstrate such hang on just so everyone knows beginning with austin our attacks are seven, six, and six. We're gonna hit that oh, ten range. Yeah, we rolled them. We're rubbing it in. Elgar, up next. Please punch him again. <laughs> it must be some kind of magic. None of us can <laughs> I'm trying to rationalize it. My frog is having a psychic break, like anymore though, so remember. So be in the gunfire. So between failing to successfully pull Boots Rutherford out of the way and feeling very unaccomplished. That's honestly every time you interact with Boots, you all end up feeling so awkward and unaccomplished. You know, maybe it's Boots. Maybe it is. I would try to shoot him, but I'd probably miss and hit myself. (laughs) Between all that, Elgar... Elgar's patience is running thin, and he's kind of like his blood's boiling a little bit at this this thing that just popped out and started to hurt him. So he's gonna bull rush the the wolf, yes. and as he's doing so, use a, a move action and a standard action to draw his solar weapon and attack it as he's kind of bull rushing it. So I guess he's bull rushing with the intent that he hopes he just bashes the wolf into the side of the bus or maybe even through the bus. 
Um, but I think you either, you can only do a bull rush as your turn. You can't like bull rush and laser him because that's way, so bull rush is like full action and turn your laser on is a move action and then you have to move to him. So no, bull, bull rush is a standard, as a combat maneuver, whoops. But just, that's a standard action. I, I think it needs movement though. So you're moving. Oh, see. Gotcha. I need to be closer to do that. Gotcha. I forgot that I'm not close to him. But what you um, can do is make a move action and at the same time, turn your laser on as you're moving and then attack at the end of your movement. Just like drawing a weapon. So I'm just going to do that and attack. Laser that wolf. Then I'll use my solar weapon. I rolled. Wow. I rolled a, a five. So Jesus. Wow. Austin rolled a one and with his pluses got a five. Holy shit, man. Let's just call it a five. <laughs> so I doubt it all matter. <laughs> you rolling a one, your laser actually goes over <sighs> the wolf's head. Now it's not your fault. The wolf the wolf's head separated <clears throat> as it saw your attack coming in, and all the stringly bits like fan out and it's its mouth separated from the top piece and the lower piece. Your blade kept going and you hit Robotron. Roll your damage. Oh, nine. Robotron's dead. <laughs> no, no, no. Dude, I was having a kinship with him, I felt like <laughs> he was going to be my pillar. I was taking cover. He was giving me some court strength. Helgar <clears throat> is even more frustrated. <laughs> So you hit Robotron dead, <laughs> just square in the, the chest, and he looks at you and gives a frowny face, and then explodes. Ooh. Oh, God, you put him actually on fire. Yeah, <laughs> Robotron is no does, more, Mon. <laughs> does the explosion at least hurt the blood wolf? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also in base contact. No, he's just on fire. Uh. I mean, whatever it takes. <laughs> now... Do I take any damage from okay, the Okay, so because robot? you're asking and this is the universe, <laughs> let's find out. Since you want to hit yourself in the face for some reason. Oh, what the hell? A 49? I rolled a D100. I rolled a 50-50, and you caught the 50 that is not going to explode. So he just remains on fire. Oof. Okay. You, you missed it by one. <laughs> <laughs> So you kill Robotron. <laughs> now, was an accident. There are witnesses. Anyway, now it's the Beast's turn. So the Beast, uh, looking at Robotron and seeing you, it turns to you and it kind of laughs maniacally. <laughs> and then its smile stretches until the smile is two and a half feet wide. And then it claws you with its front claws. Getting some real uncomfortable coyote Damn. vibes from this wolf yeah it's like cheshire cat meets coyote meets robot oh it hits you uh. it hits you 20 oh man see i didn't shoot Kills no it hits you it hits you for five damage the lowest damage it could have so total, I've had 14 points of damage. Yeah, you're probably not okay. All good. All right, top of the order, Ghoul. My God, Is, am I still with an attack of opportunity range for them? 
No, that's simply in base contact. Oh, real quick. Okay. The wolf, uh, let's back up. The wolf does jump over um, and start just, he lands on top of the mannequin. That did open up an attack of opportunity for Austin. So I'm going to attack that mofo. Hit him, Austin. Um, I can use my solar weapon, right? Because it's already drawn. That is correct. Whatever you've got equipped, you can use. Shabam. Oh, that hits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we interrupt this show to give you fun facts about Panquake. The public bus. These colossal vehicles of public transportation are the sole mode of travel between outposts and cities on Panquake. This decree was made in the late 250s when the wildlife and independent political party became too much of a threat instead of simply a nuisance. As giant walls and proper defensive turrets went up, so did the construction of the public transport system. Each Panquake bus stands 20 meters tall, 12 meters wide, and 17 meters long. That's 55 nogs tall, one Paralian wide, and roughly five snoot scoots long, for those indigenous to Panquake. The public bus can withstand any obstacle this fierce planet has to offer, from the giant Scorpio Drago Bears to the Rust Mites. The bus can weather them all. These giants of the wasted roads that lie between each oasis are what keep each and every individual of the Kakristocracy connected under the man. The sticky lifeblood of Panquake, one might say. And, as always, don't make a fuss. Ride the bus. It's compulsory. And now, back to the show. Nice. Take that! <laughs> Thank you. Someone hit him. I will say you got him down. <laughs> you got him down half health. All right. Okay. Uh, top of the order, goal. All right. I'm going to, so I can shoot twice if I just double down or whatever, full that. I think my second shot hits. Yeah, your second shot absolutely hits. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Something. Ooh, okay. And, um, I guess that's it, yeah. We're gonna need a way. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that like we're like uh, we're gonna need a way to heal people. We don't really have that in our party, do we? No. So like you guys have so immediate use. Med kits are used to like save people from actually dying, and mm-hmm. so you can heal maybe three health um, for healing mm-hmm. deadly wounds. But for the most part, you use your health, uh, your Mark One health serums. Those heal your health only, not your stamina. Uh, Ross, do you have any cool. like class abilities? I know you're you're actually using in your gun. I just don't know if you have anything. I thought there was like something. a trick attack thing. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's how you could be doing an extra one d six on top of the two you just did. Uh, it's super powerful. Um, I put it in my backpack that I used to take to um, the VA. Laura says hi, everybody. Hi, Laura. <laughs> hey, Laura. <laughs> hey, Laura. <laughs> Could they hear me? Yeah, because I'm using the microphone you got me. So. Big old microphone. <laughs> You're on candid microphone. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll figure that out later then. Uh, next in the order is Gusty. Sure. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, we're coming uh, at you. I guess I just, I'm going to try and shoot it again. Do um, I'm not sure in Starfinder, do you get negatives for shooting into melee combat? Only if anyone is in your way right now none of that applies so you can just shoot at it with no negatives okay i'm gonna go ahead and do a full attack here then 
I'm just gonna sit down. I think that that, that was uh, you rolled a, a four and a oh, one. Right, that's a four and a one for posterity. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess Gusty shoots and then sits down. Uh, Elgar. Okay. This is. Sorry, I totally forgot I'm supposed to activate either photon mode or graviton mode with each turn. What does that mean? Is that allowed to retroactively yeah. I mean, say that? Yeah, because it's it's all new. Like, I'm okay with being lenient. That's why we're still level one. Like, I don't know how things work. Level okay. one. Okay. So, so just for so y'all know what I'm talking about, as a solarian, I'm kind of tapping into the like solar energy of the universe right now. And I, I declared photon mode, which is more of like an aggressive stance. And as each round of combat, I kind of gain one entunement to the like universe's photon energy. I'm pretty sure this is the beginning of the third, and your third turn. This is my third turn. Because first turn I reacted and yeah. punched him. Second turn I ran over and I hurt him. And then those others were just attacks of opportunity. Okay, so this is my third one. Excellent. So next time I'm going to do something really cool. But for this round, um, I'm going to approach and run over to the back of the wolf. So you're standing on top of Robotron who's on fire? Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe not. Push Robotron on top of the wolf. Um, I'm going to do that because that sounds pretty fun. So I'm going to pick Robotron up and throw it at the wolf. That is the plan I can get behind. All right, so to to pick him up, let's do a strength check of DC 10 because he's just a giant hunk of metal. You're going to take a bit of... You get it. Got a 15. You take three fire damage because you're picking up a burning robot. Ouch. Um, That knocks me down to stamina zero. That just destroyed my stamina. Finally starting to get into your health. It's okay. So stamina comes right back if you wait 10 minutes and spend a resolve point. So getting stamina gotcha. back is nothing. Okay. So the the wolf is 10 feet from you. Make your attack uh... using this burning robot. Roll a d20 plus your strength modifier. Okay. Let's see. Plus three. So that is a 15. Good. Because it's no longer flat-footed. You definitely get it. Oh, geez. So five damage, and the wolf is on fire. Ooh, Jesus. Flaming blood wolf. The wolf That's is... how we handle things on this <laughs> So the wolf is completely engulfed. The wolf is just flaming, bloody mess, and it is it is right in front of Brian Rietta and a, uh, adjacent to Brian. Gruffhoof is still in the back, pretending none of this is happening. He paid for his seats, goddammit. He's going to stay there. Elgar's just sweaty and panting. Yeah. Uh, you did not catch fire. Uh, Goal, up, you're up next. All right. Um, the thing with the trick attack I was reading, I guess it doesn't work with a sniper. I need to get myself a pistol or something, which sucks. Or I could, maybe I could use my claws for it. Would that work? Can we, like, can I get, like, how the... I basically have Austin's claws. Listen, like, I don't say. know what the rules are, but I really like the idea of you yelling some trickery and then slapping this wolf. Yeah, I have claws and I have poison skin as part of being. Yeah, your poison's dude. really good, by the way. So, like, I feel like. My pistol, I'm not very good oh. with it anyway, <laughs> apparently. 
You want to take? Switch? Yeah, you can do Did that. You? Yeah, as your move action, you can just take it. I mean, I'll, I'll hand him my pistol. And I'll give him my sniper rifle. Can we do that? <laughs> oh, I, I definitely can't use that, but like I'll <laughs> hold it and try and look cool. <laughs> All right, you guys switch weapons. Okay, now you oh. can do your trick attack. FYI, the wolf is still smiling, but in agony. How's that mannequin doing? On fire. I'm going to attempt a trick attack. I, I think I'm going to do it with my claws or like, I don't know. Um, what's what's the pistols thing? Is it 1d6? Yeah, it's 1d6, 30 feet. Uh, it's just very, okay, very well, basic. It's, 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 it's the same as the coil rifle then. I'll just use that. Um, and anyway, I, I have to pass a stealth check, I think, of like 20 plus, I think it says. Uh, DC equal to 20 plus your target CR. Um, and the hound is one, so you need to pass 21. Nope. Oh, you've, well, you've I, got good stealth, but yeah, that is close. You rolled a high. 19. All right. Um, that was just your... That's just a trick attack. So yeah, you the, can still attack. Which just adds extra damage, so I'm going to do a full attack. Do it. I fucking can't hit anything with this fucking rifle, dude. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I mean, we're in a bus that's rolling down the highway. Maybe it's yeah. just All right. very bumpy. So no, I, those I, don't... I rolled a five and a three. Yeah, I fucking can't hit them at all. <laughs> ah, for real, that is that is yikes. It says I have an attack plus four. Why isn't that applying? Plus four because of your your bonuses, but minus four because you did a full attack. A full attack gives you two attacks, but they're both at uh, minus four. Well, son of a bitch. I should have shot. It's, those are just low rolls. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. This is what it is. <laughs> I have dishonored my family, the army. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, <laughs> they're, they're frowning hard. <laughs> All right. The wolf is still maniacally laughing at Brian Rietta as Robotron falls to the floor and the mannequin is now catching fire. Uh, is the mannequin like moving at all or is it just actually a mannequin no it's it's on fire right but i mean is it responding to the fire or is it just being a mannequin no you see it just sitting there very still i just want to make sure that the mannequin wasn't actually a mannequin person this is a very fair question but i can't outright tell you so i'm just telling you what you get for free If you want to roll for it, we can roll for it. But there's a burning blood wolf bearing down on a poor woman. Oh, that that's okay. Um, do I still have my pistol, or did did Ross actually take me? Ross took because we do what we say. Ross took it. You took the rifle so you okay. could look cool. So now you have a sniper rifle. You're at minus four to use it on top of anything else you want to do. You can still try shooting it. Okay, so I'm gonna. This is a great decision. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're rolling. I stand, stand by it. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down the aisle. Uh, I have to. He's glitching out. <laughs> Gusty Adams sparks are flying from your mouth. Yeah, I, uh, what's going on? Um, I'm gonna walk down the aisle and. Uh, I'm going to look at the old woman or basically everyone sitting in the back row and tell them to get up stairs. Uh, and then I'm going to point the rifle at the wolf 
and I'm gonna use clever faint again and make it think I'm about to shoot it. All right, roll it. It's a 19. Nice. All right, let's see if his sense motive works. Oh, you get it. <laughs> All right, so it no is flat-footed. I'm just trying super hard to look like I'm on, like, the cover of a gun magazine with this rifle. Yeehaw. <laughs> so when you said that people start shuffling over, Brian Rietta is still kind of petrified. She's afraid to move. Now, when Brian moves over, the wolf sees him moving and then takes advantage and tries to catch his leg in, in the wolf's mouth. That's fine. <laughs> Brian has one HP. That could have been fine. Brian is not doing okay. So his leg is pretty much done for and he's bleeding quite heavily. You guys could stop the bleeding if you guys have your med, med packs, med kits. But right now, it is Elgar's turn. Elgar, you're up. I get one more Graviton mode, which allows me to do a... All right, I'm sorry. I'm back. <laughs> uh, just saying hi to Laura. All good. <laughs> Am I, is it my turn? I'm We're ready. on Elgar's turn. Okay. So I just gained my, a final attunement point to activate Graviton mode, which... Sorry, Photon mode. I activate photon mode, and that gives me a pretty sick buff. Um, black supernova. So standard action, I deal 1d6 fire damage plus 1d6 additional fire damage per solarian level to a creature within 10 feet. Is it within range? Didn't check that. So each box is 5 feet. It is within 10 feet of you. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to use my supernova ability to send some crazy solar flares at it. Um, I, you might be okay uh, with that, actually. Do I have, like, a save throw against it? Or? Oh, no, Ross is in that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm looking at, at Ross. It looks like he is within the blast radius, just barely, but still in. Do it. My father's <laughs> let me punish for my failures. Wait, wait, so, <laughs> so Elgar's like looking like I'm going to explode and you look over, <laughs> you look over at the frog. And you're just like, do it. <laughs> Make it done. Yeah, I croak dramatically. Goal is like, frog face. For the army. Did I do that with my eyeball thing? I nod solemnly in affirmation and i just fucking just channel the solar power of the universe and just explode outwards Fuck it. okay is that 5d8 holy shit <laughs> so much to do it oh okay so not 5d8 my bad so that's 10 fire damage we do get a reflex save it's for half damage uh ross go okay. ahead and give yeah. me your reflex save Oh, man, you get it. Roll 24. I'm a fucking frog. You can't touch this, man. Oh. <laughs> the wolf senses an odd presence, and as the wolf turns its eyeless sockets towards you, it realizes its mistake. It realizes <laughs> where it done fucked up. As Elgar expounds all of his pent-up energies from the cosmos... Blowing a hole in the side of the bus. Almost the wolf is engulfed in this energies. As Gull ribbit frogs his legs away and does a backflip, <laughs> like avoiding the supernova. 
half of the wolf is disintegrated and the other half falls backwards into a slump of bone and gristle and blood and the wolf is no more other than a small pool of smelly gross fire that wolf that wolf done elgar elgar kind of staggers back because he's in pretty bad shape right now and he's just sort of huffing and puffing against the back wall uh gruff hoof looks around is like what the hell was that? I know. <laughs> Doc. Brian Rietta fainted, so she's unconscious. Uh, Grofhoof starts taking, like, uh, helping her. Uh, Andrew, roll your medical stuff. Yeah, I've got that somewhere. All right, you get it. You rolled a 20. All right, Brian nice. is no longer bleeding. Okay. The, the leg came off, right? No. It was just, uh, yeah, just tore straight down the leg. That's why it was bleeding so much. Now, combat is over. Um, there there are some weird little mounds in that fire, if anyone wants to take a look. Oh, mounds? Like the, like the candy bar mounds? <laughs> yeah, the wolf... The wolf got some mounds. There's candies in these monsters, you guys. You guys find three knives, and the knives, the hilt is made of bone, and then it smoothly transitions into a razor. These are blood bloodhound knives. They do 1d4, and on a crit, they have the ability to infect whoever you've stabbed with the red fever. Uh, do each of you guys take one? Sure. I take one. Yeah. So it doesn't like come back to you. I'd have to like, pull it out of somebody, right? Something. Oh, it's, it. it's a knife. So if you stab somebody, you got to take it out. Can't throw it? It's like, it's yeah. Like how... Yeah. Every every okay. knife can be thrown. You can fit your mind to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything can be thrown. Yeah. Sure. Elgar right. threw a robot cool. that was on fire. Precisely. Yeah. I got to say, though... <laughs> You, you know you're level one when a flaming robot is better than your weapon. Uh, a flaming yeah. robot is always better than <laughs> anything you have, in my experience. Actually, no, you're right. Games. Sheesh. Yeah, All right. Um, do you guys take a 10-minute rest, get some eight, or stamina back? I'm kind of leaning towards Austin. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so everybody, let's take a rest. I, I do my some frog yodeling, like try to get spirits up. Oh, I definitely uh, whistle along with this yodeling. I'm just sort of sitting there picking my my skin off that I'm molting out of because I'm a reptile. <laughs> so Austin has no more temporary HP. Dang, you're tanky. How much stamina do you have left? None? My temp HP went down to zero. My stamina went down to zero. But then I... Wait, did you get I any HP damage? Said, I just got... No, I, I luckily bottomed out at zero stamina. You didn't need to do anything with the med kit then, because you gain all of your stamina back after a rest. That's why uh, stamina is so nice. Um, you could fight, 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 and then gain your stamina like you take a rest. Because stamina is kind of like gotcha. your wherewithal for like, oh, I could take a hit. And then when it really Worse. starts making you yeah. bleed, that's when it takes out of your HP. Yeah, HP is a bigger deal. It's hard to heal, right? Yeah, much harder to heal, especially when you don't have a healer. Uh, A lot of podcasts that uh, have done this, like, didn't have a healer, had to come up with some interesting things. Like, they came up with, like, a healing spider bot and stuff. I was like, huh, all right. I'm willing to, like, sacrifice, like, my claws for some kind of, like, 
guy be like that chick from Overwatch with a healing sniper rifle or something. Yeah, there. So uh, <laughs> that's the other thing. There are uh, syringe weapons that you could put healing serums in. It just gets really expensive. So depending on mm. what you guys end up doing for a lot of money, that could be viable or it could not be viable. Only time will tell. Actually, you know, uh, Gruffhoof goes over and he, he stomps out the fire. Oh, my God, right. There yeah, was a fire. There was a fire. So he ends up just... I was enjoying that. <laughs> I said the Gruffhoof. Oh, there's also a big hole in the bus now, isn't there? There is. Is the bus still moving? Oh, the bus. So, yeah, the bus hasn't stopped. Um, okay. Not once. All right. Well, I guess I'd say to the group, like, I guess we should go to a different floor. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm pretty over this floor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, guys. Just like bloody bathrooms and flaming dogs and robots. Slowly no, back away from that <laughs> hole in the bus. Yeah. So, there's a big <laughs> hole in the bus. Uh, okay. Uh, do you guys want to go up upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I'm going to take all of you yeah like i assume like i've reloaded my gun yeah and all yeah that. so anytime yeah. that's why i'm not worrying yeah. about ammo um oh right you can have your rifle back by the way it's not much good to me okay i'll take the rifle back give him this pistol back or whatever because i can use the knife now with my trick shot i'm gonna keep my solar weapon drawn that's a good idea oh. all right Give me a moment. We're on level two. Oh. Okay. You guys climb the stairs after your battle. Lick your wounds. You find six extremely drunk goblins. You find a bartender ogre who's just at his wit's end. There's a dead goblin. Uh, Sharon S is in the corner being harassed. This is the the bar section of the bus where you could go get a drink, listen to music, or listen to the news. And when you walk up there, the first goblin here, uh, he he walks up to you and he's like, "Hey, you pay the toll." Ah. He's really really drunk. I'm gonna sense motive on that statement. All right, you know by rolling a six. It doesn't matter what you guys pay. They're going to fight you. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> we came to the wrong part of the bus, I think. Initiative. I got, I'm not six, damn it. Ouch. Got a 13. That's a 14. Point oh, three. But, but I also, wait, I got six, but I'm an operative, so I get... I got seven, so never mind. It doesn't matter. I just get plus one to whatever to initiatives. Okay. Uh, Gusty, you're up. All of their weapons are not drawn except for the one way in the back. So they kind of wanted to start okay. a fight, but they were not ready for it. Um, so the, the weapons they have on them, are they like cudgels or guns? Or... Uh, they're junk lasers. They... There's a chance that their guns will explode in their hands just by using them. They're not very good. Oh, right. These are goblins. Everything explodes around yes. them. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to do my old hat trick and uh, do a clever feint. Tell them there's a spider on the roof. Excellent choice, sir. That is a 16 on bluff. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it works because they have... And then I'm going to back up against the wall. These guys have a lot of negatives. All right. That first one is flat-footed. 
Cool. So you you drop their AC, and then ideally I trick Sean, do extra damage to him. Ideally. It's a good combo. Ideally, yeah. if I can ever fucking... world where we don't just roll a string of threes. Exactly. Oh, it's the goblin's turn. Uh, goblin right in front of you takes out his weapon. Me. <laughs> no, I'm a frog. He takes out his <laughs> weapon, uh, and then he shoots at the goblin over to his right, over on those stair, those chairs. He gets a nat 20, and his gun explodes. Uh, wow. And he dies. <laughs> this is before the other one. I'd say that's par for the course for this day. And now the other goblin, who takes 2d4, because it's um, criticals, you roll the damage, and you roll it again. And he's dead also. What in the fuck? <laughs> wow. So he sees you guys. He's like, I'm going to fight these guys. I'm going to shoot that one. And it was his friend. And then his gun overcharges because he, he shot too well. Whoa. All the other goblins take out their guns and they kind of <laughs> march on over. Some of them are on the bar. The bartender just has his eyes closed. Up next, Elgar. Oh, man. Um... I think you can just stand back. They seem to take care of themselves. <laughs> That's yeah. awfully nice of them. Exploding goblins. It makes sense why there was one dead already. I'm certainly hoping this doesn't last at least three rounds, but I'm going to gain one attunement point in graviton mode this time. Elgar walks up to the bar and picks up this plate full of, looks like a teapot. Oh, God. And he just chucks it in the general direction, kind of just like hoping to hit one of them. Do I need to be more more accurate than that, or is that something I roll for? Because it's a pretty hefty plate. That plate's like at least six feet long. It's it's an ogre's. <laughs> I know it's an ogre's plate. Uh, you chuck it. So chuck it where? Like towards the group uh, of them. Right? I, ch- I chuck it. I chuck it at the one standing on the bar, hoping to knock him off into his buddies. Okay, so you pick up the plate. Everything falls off. If the tea was cold. Uh, and you chuck the plate, <laughs> you're, you are refusing to use, you're like, I am ranged as a melee fighter. So roll your strength plus a d20. He's like the Jackie Chan of our group. He has to fight with the Which is lame. Then go, ho- go ahead and roll, oh, geez, uh, a d3 no. plus your strength, because you add strength into thrown weapons. So you rolled a one. What's oh. your strength? Oh, but, but three, sorry. Okay, you did, <laughs> you did four damage. So, you killed him. <laughs> With a plate. And the plate the plate Excellent. keeps going and, and shatters over here, so we don't have to worry about it. Up next is Gull. All right, I'm going to shoot the flat-footed one. Uh, he has a ranged weapon, too, so he can't take advantage of attack of opportunity. All right, I just try to blast him there. Make your roll. Oh, you did it. Oh, jeepers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. Oh, man, you guys are wrecking house. Okay, uh, you killed him. You you just blasted that mana point blank range. <laughs> All right, now we got three. We got three goblins left. Two are on the ground. One is on the counter of the bar itself. Gusty, it's your go. Okay, so the guy, that guy is still on the counter, right? He's still on the counter, has not moved. Okay, uh, I guess I'll try and shoot him. I'll see how this, see how this goes. That is a 10. And that is a hit, and you killed him. These guys are drunk and belligerent. Right. So I'm going to go up to the bar as my move action. All right. And ask for a drink. Uh, 
it sounds like your sparks are acting up. And don't worry, guys, we'll be we'll be wrapping this up soon. I asked the bartender for a whiskey. The the ogre still has his eyes covered, but his other arm is acting just of its own volition, and he starts making your drink. Okay, cool. Uh, and that was your turn. So now it's the goblins' turn. Uh, the goblins are going to the one in front of you, uh, Gusty. He's gonna attack. Uh, does he hit? That, yeah, it looks like both my my ACs are thirteen. All right, quipping. And the other goblin, uh, he goes and he shoots. He shoots at Gull, but Gull, your AC is plus two because you've got soft cover. Yeah, I already have light. So like, he's got 17 right now, I think. I rolled a 10, so that goblin does mm-hmm. not hit you. Uh, we've got Elgar next. Um, and that, that plate is no longer so there. Elgar, Elgar walks up to... He gains one more attunement point for Graviton mode and turns towards that first one. Woo! And walks up to him and just just decks him in the face again. He's just pissed. <laughs> Please roll. Oh, that hits. Oh, jeez. You split him. So you run up and <laughs> use your solar weapon. You cut him in half from the top down. This intimidates the last goblin and he starts to pee himself, but then absentmindedly drinks his drink. All right, up next, goal. I'm going for the shot on them. If you try to shoot through both of your guys, he's going to have cover, and he's going to be a lot harder to hit. But if you move and then shoot, he won't have it. Okay, I'll move and shoot then, like, to get a clear shot on him, like, top up on the bar. Oh, nice. Oh, roll me in acrobatics. That's what I know. I'm supposed to be good at this. (laughs) I've been waiting for this to see this frog acrobatics. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> you leap up with only one foot because you're flexing so hard. You do a front flip and spin sideways and land in perfect form to take the shot. Then fucking roll one. <laughs> I'm going to hit my drink at him. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you super shoot him uh, for one damage. He is not okay. It actually knocks him back. Bravo. That's a super shot. <laughs> oh, actually, he you knock him back. Um, let's find out, uh, see how badly he trips over the two halves of his friend. Wait, would he pro- provoke his attack of opportunity for getting knocked back? Uh, yes. Austin, you have an attack of opportunity, and he's going to fall. So let's get the attack of opportunity first. So I just run up. No, you just... You can't move. You can only attack for... Yeah, you get like a sucker punch as he's going backwards, kind of, right? Correct. (laughs) You roll a 20, got six damage. So you laser him the other way. You laser him in half horizontally as he falls back. And there's this weird, weird angular symbol of in half goblins laying on the floor in front of you. The bartender clanks down a fresh whiskey drink for the android. Gusty, what do you guys do? Well, I, I take a drink. The, the bartender says to all of you, Okay, now that all of that is done, how about all three of you come sit down, take a deep breath, and we watch the news? Sure. I good. would like that very much. All right. Do you, have, Take some do you have any good drinks for me? <laughs> uh, let, me let me clear off the blood and the corpses. 
Oh, you can, you can, you can, you can scoot that goblin blood into so a cup. Much. Drink some goblin he, blood. he does that. Here you are, my strange friend. <laughs> Your drink is quite unique. And he just clanks it in front of you. And I just like, I lap it like a frog dog with like my frog tongue, like going into it, like <laughs> and watching it. <laughs> Mister Vesk, what is your drink? Do you have? Gin. You see his his waist move because he kicks up a gin bottle out of nowhere, catches it in his hand, and he's like, open mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I I willingly open my mouth because I am just frustrated and annoyed and I just want a drink. And he says, hold in mouth until it is unbearable and he starts pouring it into your mouth for about oh for about 10 counts and then he stops it and clanks the glass the the gin bottle down please wait at least 10 seconds <laughs> it is burning it is horrible but then when you finally drink it all of it hits you like a very pleasant freight train and your whole body relaxes Elgar says, yeah. Now we are all relaxed. We are all going to listen to the news. And he picks up the remote and he turns it on. Good morning, everyone. I'm your new news anchor, Ansel Guy Adams. And today is everyone's favorite mandatory holiday in Panquake, the day of mind pictures. On this day, about 318 years ago, our founder, Carl Markeke, took office and changed our small planet for the better. We do not talk about the before time. His most famous acts are as follows. Removing democracy and establishing a cacristocracy, educating the world on the importance of tan pants, and showing us that leadership can be found in the nearest dumpster. On this day, join us as the man leads us in Barkaki's famous words and our global motto. A people ought to thrive in lukewarm struggle between comfort and professionalism. May your creases be straight and your pants ever tan. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's beautiful. Anyway, this has been Ansel Guy Adams with the news. And remember, don't make a fuss, ride the bus. It's compulsory. And as we can see here in the chart, the murder rate amongst politicians has increased 400%. Well, I feel educated. Excellent. For like a second, I thought you were sitting there with a the synthesizer doing that live. That was the news. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, it was high, that's, I was... You think it was all about fighting, but this whole episode was about that. Could tell you were trying <laughs> to get to that. I know. One. Well, I was like, "Oh, we're overtime, shit." <laughs> all right, and everybody, do level up to level two. You've put up with quite a lot, so oh, now what? you're level two. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, man. All I know. Like, um, and. Excellent. Oh, oh, I can do the feign death thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, level two is pretty sweet. But yeah, way to go, guys. Episode uh, number one, officially. Uh, thank you for getting your your uh, microphones. Thanks for... <laughs> you guys did really well against that wolf. <laughs> I was not expecting a flaming robot to be uh, the solution. And no, no. Yeah, you wolf. guys threw a robot on fire on a blood demon and at the same time blew a hole in the side of the bus. We did that. Well, 
Well, Austin did those things. We sort of sat there and put <laughs> holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> team effort. <laughs>